because we we've had a good success level, but you know, there's always been that. Well, if, if we were an all white artist, you know, without have changed anything, you know, or and the fact is, we don't care. We love we love that we are a biracial band. We love that we have a, a, a kind of a, you know, uh, we have more of a um, expanded or open minded audience. Hey everybody, Vince here with Metal Sucks, back with the Quarantine cast, where we are on quarantine, you're on quarantine, everyone's on quarantine, including all of our favorite musicians who are locked at home and hopefully doing cool things, writing new music and and being a part of the world. So uh, today we have got Clint Lowry from Seven Dust, and um, of course, Call Me No One, Hello Demons Meet Skeletons, and all sorts of projects throughout the years. So uh, Clint... Thank you for joining us. Um, we uh, we know how you've been doing during the, the quarantine. You released a solo EP, which is awesome, uh, and we're going to talk about that for sure. But first, I kind of just wanted to generally check in and see, uh, you know, how you're doing. Are, you've been isolated or, you know, I would assume for the most part, for the better part of three months now. And, you know, how have you been keeping busy and how's the family? Man, um you know, outside of the obvious things that pull you in, a, a lot of major things happening in the world, events, uh, the pandemic being the one, lockdowns, how everyone's dealing with it. Uh, now you have um, this, uh, the George Floyd incident and that and that and what that's bringing to the, the, the energy of the world right now. Um, outside of some of the negative things that have been going on for me personally in my little bubble, um, after touring for 30 years, you know, um, I'm really embraced this time. You know, um, I wasn't much of a person that went out and did many things. When I was off tour, I would just kind of stay home and really connect with my family. So it's really been more of the same. Um, I, it's, I'm going to look back at this time for me personally as, uh, you know, kind of a recharge on many levels. And it, and it being so unsettling and uncertain when we're gonna, when we'll actually start touring again i've just accepted it that this is what i'm going to be doing so i'm going to be as positive as i possibly can to fight off to all, all those negative emotions that come with the isolation i, I don't I, I wish my kids i mean things are starting to open up now so it's a little bit better but it you know for them it's been a bigger adjustment for me it's been okay i i, I really have enjoyed it um there's been a lot of things that happened pre uh pandemic with my mother passing and things like that that kind of desensitized me to everything that that's going on so when that happened it was just like whatever the world is going to throw at me it was kind of numb to it so i it's like a, you know i was kind of a little coarse going into this thing yeah i mean it's it's going to be a period where all of us remember and, and look back for sure and you know i mean i've got kids i've got a five-year-old and a newborn baby that was born basically just as the world was shutting down which was a crazy time to be in a hospital and be bringing a human into the world but i, I believe your kids are a bit older right they're like maybe early teens or, or so uh you know how has it been as a parent during the uh the pandemic oh yeah i mean well they're they're um nine and seven and okay. yeah yeah um f as a parent like like i kind of said before it, it it's been a, an amazing experience i mean it, it's the first couple of weeks are, are the shock right you know everyone's like what are we going to do how are we going to do this is this even happening 
school shutting down and they would they would um they would kind of say well we're gonna we're gonna shut it down until you know for two weeks and we're gonna shut it down for a month it just kind of kept going on and then once we kind of understood this isn't gonna happen this isn't this is gonna be we're gonna be here for a while we found in our house we found routines we found ways to connect with them ways to stay creative and they're obviously uh doing the zoom meetings that's been a huge thing just like a lot of people um but uh, one thing that's really been um interesting is just watching how how well the kids adapt to it i mean they're they're just such they're amazing creatures man the way that they can just kind of and they ask really good questions and there's 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 been a lot of conversations within our family that we would never have had had this not happened just time well spent really connecting and when you're all you're together your percentages of connecting in a good or bad way increase just because you're you're in each other's faces and um you know i'm used to coexisting with people in small quarters you know that's what i've done my whole life so yep. it's really kind of like our, our our skill set is you know but um it's been it's powerful man it's been really cool now having said uh you know with with this the example of the schools they keep pushing it back two weeks then uh two months and then you know fall maybe taking that and applying it to your life as a touring musician uh you know what are you know and obviously none of us know but like what are you sort of thinking about in terms of your head as to how long this is going to keep you off the road i you know personally i i'm a realist i, I you know i think that until there's that vaccine in place, um, we, we kind of, as musicians in, in, our, in our world and our business, kind of look at like sporting events or anything that's going to be a tier higher than ours in terms of group uh, gatherings. And you look at that infor information and, and intel, and I think they're still trying to figure it out. And they're going to be, there's going to be ways that they can adapt and have, you know, sporting events with no one attends and just kind of things like that where they can start it up a little sooner than us. But as soon as that kind of opens back up for them, I think it'll trickle down to us. I don't really see us going out into, for the rest of this year. I mean, I don't understand what would change from now and the current situation, why these restrictions and lockdowns are in place. What's going to change outside of the testing improving, outside of, you know, a few other things that we've all kind of adapted to? Nothing really has changed to that. Yeah, in terms of you know the vaccine is the big thing. If that if that's in place, then there will be at least some sort of a solution to to that, and people have options to go get this vaccine to protect themselves. But I, I don't see how that's going to change until I don't think our the touring world is going to open back up until that is in place. You know, fully. You know, and even when it does, people are going to be shell shocked. You know, everyone's going to yeah. everyone's used to being home. Everyone's going to it's going to take a while before it becomes comfortable for everyone. And well, that, that's the thing. And, you know, and people are going to be scared. Some people aren't going to want to get the vaccine and uh, bands that are looking to go out are going to have to deal with some kind of patchwork regulations between different cities and states. And, you know, it's going to be very difficult to assemble a tour. So what, uh, what I've been hearing from some agents and promoters in the industry is that they're going to be asking bands to do door deals, which, you know, for, a band like Seven Dust that's been at a, a pretty high level for a long time, uh, you know, I, I have to imagine that's just extremely difficult. You know, for, for anybody listening or, or watching that doesn't know what a door deal is, instead of, uh, instead of getting a guarantee, you know, I don't know what 
seven dust guarantees are, but just for the sake of argument, let's say $10,000, $20,000, a door deal would be, it's just a split of every ticket sold, which makes right. it difficult to, um, to figure out, you know, how much crew you can bring out on the road, what level of production and, you know, without knowing what people are going to be paid. So, you know, uh, you, you were nodding as I was saying that, and, you know, how do you look for a band like seven dust? Is that even possible to tour in that kind of environment? Well, um, you know, the, the the thing that's good for us, and that, I mean, that is, you are exactly right. That is the direction that's going. I understand that the risk is going to be pushed more onto the bands, whereas the promoters were taking that risk before. Um, it's impossible to do a budget, a, a accurate budget. We, we've prided ourselves on our budgets. Before we go on tour, our team, we really assemble a good budget. We really have an idea of where our margins are at. With that, I mean, the good thing, again, what I was saying was that we do have history. We do have an idea on how we will do in normal situations, right. in normal touring. Big asterisk there. With that history, that history behind us, we can kind of, we, you know, we could have said, oh, yeah, we, we know kind of what we'll do here. Sometimes we'll be pleasantly surprised by the door attendance. Sometimes it's, it's a hit or miss. It's, it's kind of the same, but... And we have that history. Bands that are new, they have no idea. So they, they just kind of hope they cross their fingers, go up, they, they go sell merch, they well, do but well. But they, they'd probably be getting door deals anyway, those bands. Exactly. You know, and, so I, it's not really an adjustment for them. They're just happy to be on the road. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, that's the way it is with any new band. It's like, to yeah. me, I have no I have no mercy for any any new band. When you're starting, it's a grind. It's, it's hard. It's not meant for the week and, you know, Godspeed. But, um... I do. Yeah. I mean, for us, it's an adjustment. We're going to have to deal with it. We're just going to have to kind of be really conservative with what how we go out at first. I don't think we're going to do long tours in the beginning. I think we're going to do shorter bursts to see how it goes. And then uh, then there'll be a little bit of that history. OK, we did this. We did this well. So now we can but we can actually refine our budget a little bit on the next run, you know, yeah, instead yeah. of going all out being a six week tour like we're going to lose our ass you know sure yeah i've, I've heard some uh rumblings of um oh, well actually this was from clutch a former tour mate of yours that they were looking at maybe doing residencies in their hometown or you know in neighboring cities like one show a week at the same venue kind of thing uh, yeah you know so maybe that's a way to do it you know i, I mean, mean at first anyway yeah. no one knows they're incredible i mean they're they're just this self-contained business the clutch whatever they do whatever those guys come up with or think I, I always I respect that. And I always love, I mean, anytime we've ever toured with them, I always, you know, kind of pick their brains on how they run their business. Cause they've been such a, a great and they don't rely on anybody to do it all themselves. So any, take any cues from them. You can for and, sure. And, and so as your band in, in many ways, um, yeah. but um, you know, looking at this scenario, are you prepared? Like, you know, are you going to be and your bandmates going to be financially able to to make it through this? You know, I mean, it's looking like a long slog here and you've been doing this professionally for a very long time. Uh, you know, what what will you other than continue to put out music, which obviously you cannot stop yourself from doing no matter what, uh, you know, what are you going to do for the next year? Uh, you know, I mean, thankfully for us, we were kind of scheduled to be dark most of this year anyway. We had finished a record uh, 
months ago. And instead of like coming off a touring cycle, waiting months and months and then riding and then getting back in the studio, we, we knocked a record out pretty quick and we're really excited about it, <clears throat> but we knew we were going to be off. So part of this time um, for us, it couldn't have worked out much better because we were going to be off and we had built a little bit of a nest egg to survive. Uh, it's not nearly as long as as, as th we're anticipating for this. So we're we're having to find different ways, be creative on how we we spread this out, and um, we're looking into doing some streaming shows and any kind of revenue we can generate um, to take care of our our band and our crew. Um, so yeah, we're we're all on. Um, you know, we're it's a nail biter, man. We're trying to figure this out, but we're we're okay right for now, and that's really how we take it. We take it month to month. We we have lots of discussions on how we're going to survive, but um, you know it's going to be touchy the very end of the year. That's when it's really going to start. Uh, you know, the the resources will <laughs> diminish, and you know we're going to you know get super creative. But so is everyone else, man. Everyone's having a lot of trouble, so we're going to stick through it and we're going to figure it out. You know, I'm doing a lot of stuff at home. Everyone individually is doing things that I'm going to start little side hustles and do as many things as you can. You know. Mm -hmm. Is there, is there more uh, Clint Lowry production work in your future? That I mean, that's always I, I love doing that, and there's so much time uh, to do that now. So I'm doing a, a few co-writes right now with a few artists, and I'm actually helped Morgan with his. He's got a solo EP coming out. Um, you know, one thing that is, you know, just with it, with all of this, you know, it's kind of pushed me back into wanting to write a, a memoir. You know, I've been talking about doing that for a long time, so I might. I might put a book together and start the first few uh, progressions toward that uh, research and trying to figure out the best way and do it how I want to do it. But that's one of the things that are on my table, my plate now. That's very cool. Uh, well, we touched on it at the beginning of the call. Uh, you do have a new solo EP out, Grief and Distance, um, that was born entirely of the quarantine. And you just put out a solo album uh, beginning of this year. So uh, can you tell us a bit about what this new EP represents for you and, and the story of how it all came together? Um, it was uh, it was just one of those spontaneous things that happened. My, my mother passed March 10th. I just got off my first tour with Ultra Bridge. Thankfully, thankfully that happened. Um, I went and did, I went and uh, experienced that with my mom. Uh, came home immediately that everything started shutting down. So I do what I usually do when, you know, when I'm, you know, processing anything heavy, heavy emotionally, um, I write music. Um, I reached out to my team, my label, and, and my manager. I was like, man, I really want to just do this EP. I know I'm going to be limited on how I do it. I know it's not going to be, it'll be acoustic or it'll be electronic kind of based because I don't have access to a real band. And, and I always love that type of uh, that element anyway. So I, I, I told them that's what I want to do. I had no songs written. They were cool with the idea. And I, and I really wanted to put it out just with no marketing, just surprise, you know, because there's a lot of other things going on that needed the, the positioning needed to be talked about. So I didn't want to be over every other week saying, hey, I got something coming out or talking about it. I just thought there were more important things going on. So I thought a surprise release would have been cool. It's kind of like an expansion kit of God Bless the Renegades. You know, some of the, you know, feelings and musical avenues I wanted to go, I wasn't able to do with God Bless the Renegades. I wanted to do 14, 15 songs anyway. I only did 10. So this was a way to kind of 
I, the actual PS to that, that letter, you know, just kind of add on to it. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it was the only way I knew to stay sane through the pandemic. And I wrote three new songs right in a row. That's the consecutive order that it is on the record. I didn't write a bunch of stuff. I didn't have time. I knew I wanted to put it out May, June. And here we are. Yeah. Is there, is there more of that in the pipeline? Do you think in the next, uh, several months or so? I would like to, I mean, I don't want to just sit. Um, I'd like to focus on my production work, co-writes. I love writing with other bands. I'm, I'm looking for opportunities to do that all the time. Um, you know, I got a couple, you know, surprise things that are kind of linger, a couple collaborations. I think that's one thing out of the pandemic that is going to be a beautiful thing are these unique collaborations with artists that are just the different, they're assembling these different cool uh, artists to do these covers and all these like, you know, streaming uh, events that I think, are, I think that's going to be a new business for a while. Um, streaming shows, it's going to be a good way for people to ease back into it. They're kind of shell-shocked. They want to stay home. They can watch these shows. And I, I think it'd be a great thing for Seven Dust or anyone to just stream shows more at home in between tours, you know, or like, you know, for for across the pond, you know, like UK, Europe, the places we can't get a lot, do streaming exclusives for them. And I just think that's going to be a new business in the wake of this pandemic. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think it's going to be a lasting business. And it's weird kind of that no one has really explored it. Uh, you know, maybe something like this had to happen for, uh, you know, people to sort of uh, fill that need. Because, you know, if you can see live music, why do we have this need for streaming? But I think now that people have seen it, I think it's definitely going to be an avenue for bands. Uh, the, the economic element hasn't yet quite been figured out. I think you see at this point, mostly bands are donating any kind of ticket sales to charity, but you have seen some do it for pay and there certainly could be something there lasting. Um, now, uh, I got to ask, uh, and, and again, you kind of touched on this at the beginning of the call, with uh, protests all over the U.S. right now and Black Lives Matter. And for the record, I'm, I'm asking every band this question, uh, you know, but I think in Seven Dust with Lejean being, I would argue, probably the most visible black man in all of metal. Uh, you know, I certainly can't think of anyone, anyone bigger. Uh, you know, how, I'm just going to leave it open-ended. How, how do you feel about what's going on in America at the moment? Oh man, such a heavy question. Um, and and, it, and it, I've noticed when you're asked that question or you present your answers or your feelings for this, it can be very under the microscope. Many people have strong ideas and opinions about it. Um, I'm absolutely supported to supporting the Black Lives Matter uh, movement in respect to the thing. There's things that I uh, personally feel like I need to learn, research, listen. I spent a, a, a tremendous amount of time, instead of talking and throwing my opinions out, knee-jerk reactions, I've just wanted to listen and gather more information before I blurt out anything, because I think it's time for that. I think listening is a, is a huge uh, issue in our communication. And a lot of people are just throwing these platforms out and, and just not looking at the information. But, uh, you know, it's just been, outside of the tragedy and watching that incident unfold, there's been a beautiful amount of, of peaceful peaceful protests that I completely support. Um, violence is one thing I'm never going to get behind. Um, I think that sometimes it can possibly be necessary in, in, in a defense 
situation, but I just do not believe in that, that message being um, a violence being in play. I just think it, it's it's just counterproductive to what really needs to be happening. I've, I'm one person. I'm one opinion. I'm a musician. I, I've, I'm biracial. My my dad was Native American. My mom's Irish. Uh, I, I grew up around uh, a lot of different culture. I grew up around brown and white and all, all these different uh, beautiful, um, you know, backgrounds. So I I, all, I never had. Um, it was always just something I always accepted and it was uh, something that I always, I'm, I'm thankful that I was surrounded by that growing up because it is, uh, I feel bad for people that are just completely, uh, in their environment is just toxic and they're taught these, they taught the racism and they're taught all these things that they, it's hard to unteach. Um, so my, my heart goes out to the Floyd family and anyone that's kind of been a victim of that, um, but uh, it's it's an interesting time. Um, I think you said too. I think that with anything, pain is a great motivator. Um, sometimes these tragedies and these things can really change, for, make things change, and move the needle in terms of how we are as a as a, as a people. And I think maybe that if if you're going to pull any positive out, is the fact that people are trying to become more knowledgeable. People are trying to make a change. Now, my question is always, how long will it last? Are they just going to have this going to come out and they're going to kind of fall back into it? I, I, you know, I, I think there, there's been a lot of progress. I think that there's been a lot of uh, growth in, in putting some of these terrible events in the past uh, behind us and, and these the younger generation are becoming more... Uh, they're evolving and the, there's been more unity in, in general. And I'm kind of babbling, but I, I just, I, I feel like that credit should be given to the, to the change so far, but this, this is definitely going to light a fire under everyone to, to be better, do better uh, and communicate better and, and really try to get rid of some of the obvious racism that is in the, on the, in this country right now. Yeah. Um, and have you witnessed uh, as a band with a black member have you witnessed anything over the years in your touring life or or otherwise where you felt either you as a band or or he in particular didn't get a fair shake or or were perhaps treated differently um you know fortunately not um there's been a couple times where we've had a couple you know we did tattoo the earth years ago and there was a couple people out there you know white supremacist looking kind of, you know, that, that kind of thing. There was a little bit of, you know, uh, conflict with that. That's, that's occurred very, I mean, if I could put a percentage on that, I mean, it's been maybe, you know, a couple percent over the years that we've had to deal with true racism and that kind of, uh, that kind of situation. But for, for the most part, we we're, we're met with a lot of, um, acceptance and love and Lejean's, you know, always been, pretty vocal about that, you know, and, uh, always been, a, um, you know, he speaks about that. He used to, he used to use that dialogue a lot during our shows and, you know, talking about black is just the color. It's just this, you know, and he's always kind of been proactive in that world, but at the same time, he, you know, he has said too, he's like, you know, there's been, it's been, we've grown a lot, you know, this is, you know, for him to be accepted into this metal community, which is not, there's not a ton of black artists in that world, in that role. And for him to be accepted and loved as, as he is in, in that, 
in that position, I think has been great and kind of testimony of how we are, have grown, you know, but sure. you know, it's, um, we, we've been lucky. We've, we've been met with a lot of love and acceptance. So, um, fortunately we haven't seen too much of it, but we, we notice that we keep our eye open, you know, mm. no, but you know, Maybe yeah, I mean, there's it could even be more subtle, you know, it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, like a bunch of skinheads in the audience pounding their chests. Um, oh, you're you right. Know, and that, yeah. I think that's the subtle part is what we're trying to we're trying to expose. It's like things we didn't even realize things I didn't realize. I'm like, wow, I could, that could be interpreted as racism and or, or white privilege and all, all these different things. I mean, there's you know, I mean, who knows, man? I mean, there may be there may be a little bit more of that because we, we've had a good success level, but. You know, there's always been that, well, if, if we were an all white artist, you know, would that have changed anything, you know, or, and, and the fact is, we don't care. We love, we love that we are a biracial band. We love that we have a, a, a kind of a, you know, uh, we have more of a um, expanded or open-minded audience to that. We have the people that love our band are obviously open up to all that and have no issues with any particular race, you know, or, or any color skin or anything. They're all, they accept us for who we are. Yeah, it's great. Well, well, seven dust have always had a very, very supportive fan base. And, you know, and certainly Lejean has been very welcoming, always talks about, you know, we're a family here at these shows yeah, yeah. and, you know, and uh, I think that his attitude contributes to that feeling for sure. Yeah. He's good at that, man. He's, he's sincere in that way for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, Clint, thank you for being honest with us. Thank you for speaking openly. It's always appreciated. And uh, it's always good to speak with you. Thank you for joining us on the quarantine cast. And I certainly wish you well, your family well, bandmates, everyone around you, and uh, certainly hope to hear more solo material, production work, whatever it might be in the coming months as we remain kind of stuck here, even though it kind of seems like we're reopening. Uh, not really. Uh, you know, personally, yeah. I think it's kind of going to get clamped down pretty soon again. Um, so hopefully you can make use of that time as best. You I, can. I, I always want to say, man, you guys, you've been so great to us over the years and we appreciate, I, I always enjoy your articles and everything. You guys do good, good work and I appreciate it, man. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. That means a lot. Thank you. See you All right. Take care.